the Lunacy Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 34, the start of Steven Bomb 3, where we'll be talking to you about Cry for Help. I'm GC13. And I'm Ken. Yep, Hunter will be back with us for future episodes. His computer is finally fixed, but he could not be here with us today. So, hopefully he'll be here for some more of the Steven Bomb episodes. It'll be great to have him back. Yeah, he was not, like, kicked off or anything, or he's not dead, in case anyone happened to be concerned about that. But GC, GC, my dear, dear GC13. Don't even, don't even say it. You're going to have a hard time defending your girl this week. Pearl (laughs) is just going through a lot of stuff right now, and she needs our support. Seems like she's been going through a lot of stuff for a lot of decades. You know, times have been really tough for Pearl ever since, you know, Greg (laughs) Stoll rose away from her. I mean, she got Steven out of the deal, but like, it's still a tough transition. It's a very, very long, tough transition. That's all I'm saying. Gems are an ageless species. You should be happy if she ever gets over it. Touche. Touche, I guess. All I'm saying is, Pearl, this joke is overused, I think we've even talked about it, but it's undeniable, Pearl is so thirsty, so, so thirsty, just for anything she can drink at all. Maybe, maybe. But we did <laughs> finally get to see the Garnet Pearl Fusion, and I, I think I speak for a lot of our fans when I say that was not what I expected it to look like when you combine the elegant one with the mysterious one. Yeah, definitely. Even taking it outside of the context of it being the fusion of Garnet and Pearl, we go into Stephen Bomb number three expecting it to, or rather, we go into Stephen Bomb number three knowing that it's called the Week of Sardonyx, and we're all wondering, oh, who's Sardonyx going to be? And then it turns out to be this fusion, which was in and of itself kind of unexpected, at least to me, and then that it has this character design is... Really out of nowhere. I kind of figured that it being the Garnet Pearl fiction, that was, or fusion, was definitely on the short list, at least. So I'm just glad we finally got to see her, although she is, again, not what I expected. You say not what you expected, is that code for not good? That is code for not at all like Opal. I love Opal, she's my favorite fusion so far. I'd say I enjoy Opal's character design the best out of all the fusions. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd say that I don't really care for Sardonyx's character design. But, yeah, I'm not going to say Sardonyx is bad. Very different. Maybe I'll come around to her, I don't know. I also would not say bad, but I would say that I don't particularly care for the character design. It's very close to something that I think I would like a lot, but there are definitely elements to it that I just can't really get to. Like the hair, the hair I can't really go for. And her voice as well, just something about it kind of bothers me a little bit. I think I'm making it sound like I dislike her more than I do, because my opinions are pretty lukewarm, but yeah. I'm just trying to just trying to imagine her fighting, you know, an actual battle in that stage magician's outfit, and I'm, I'm just, I'm coming up blank here. <laughs> right. What did you think of her personality? Her personality was very, it's really hard to explain. It's, again, that's half of what I mean when I say it's not what I expected. I expected somebody much more distant, much more restrained. I expected a very aloof persona. Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. 
when we combine these two personality types, that's not at all what you expected. And that was kind of in the back of my head when watching this episode that Sardonyx's personality doesn't really seem to make that much sense. I mean, there's one point when she laughs where you can definitely see the Pearl influence, and I'm not just talking about the nose. Yeah, no. Well, first off, that laugh is like a 1990s anime rich girl laugh, which is just hilarious. <laughs> I like how they add all of these vague anime illusions all throughout these episodes. It's great. Yeah, I think uh, Pearl is on Garnet's bad list for a while here. Yeah, I don't... This is called The Week of Sardonics, so you go into this assuming that every episode is going to feature sardonics, and I mean, for all we know, it may, but it sure seems difficult to imagine how sardonics is going to be in any episode anytime soon with their the state of their current relationship well they're saying it's a five episode story arc so maybe we'll see sardonics at the very end but at the very least it looks like this is going to kick off a chain of events you know because we we know from a leak that the keystone motel happens because of the events of cry for help so maybe maybe there will be an episode-to-episode connection that eventually takes us to friendship being influenced by the decision to form Sardonyx. I guess so. We shall see. We shall see. So Amethyst got another song, a kind of a low-key song, but she did get to sing again. Yeah, it really started out of nowhere and kind of just ended out of nowhere. Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, not much more to say there, but... People are saying that Amethyst has really matured as a character, especially since Reformed. You know, definitely since Reformed. And it was actually kind of funny to see her... Because I think old Amethyst would have been all about, you know, just like in Secret Team, oh, Pearl, you're in so much trouble. But, you know, new Amethyst actually came to Pearl's defense. Yeah, that's a good point. I definitely did not consider that when watching the episode. But yeah, you're 110% right. Old Amethyst would have been all over Pearl being in trouble with Garnet. But yeah, she was pretty pretty darn mature in this episode. I do think it's funny, though, that both Pearl and Amethyst, they, they want to feel strong by fusing with Garnet. And even when, you know, it doesn't occur to either of them that there is another option if they want to feel stronger. So I wonder... You know, why don't they form Opal anymore? I mean, because a lot of... they really just don't like it, I guess. A lot of people make fun of, no, that... Because that's, you know, even when that was the first thing to come out, I'm like, man, they are arguing like an old married couple and they don't, quote-unquote, fuse anymore because they find each other's personalities to be irritating. Uh, Speaking speaking of the, quote-unquote, fuse, I mean, the people who have been saying that fusion is not an allegory for sex. I I don't know what they say after this episode. This The subtext of sex was so thick in this episode, I think. Yeah, you're 100% right. I think I've been saying that a lot. Uh, I guess you're on a roll today. I am a very right person. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely, to some degree or another, an allegory for sex. It's not a direct allegory. You can break it down pretty quickly, even break it down more quickly than you can with a lot of other allegories, but it's definitely in part, if nothing else, an allegory for sex, and that's pretty undeniable at this point. And if you are denying it, I don't know what your justification would be. Yeah, it's like the people saying that, oh, Garnet's not a fusion, she just has two different cut gems that activate different color gems on the door for some reason. Right. (laughs) I wonder if the reason Sugalite didn't say anything, besides the fact that her saying anything being was completely unnecessary in this episode, but if they had been able to get Nicki Minaj, I wonder if they would have. 
Well, I know that from video games, you don't bring a voice actor into the studio just to record a few lines. So I guess we can take this to mean that we're not going to be seeing all that much Sugalite this season. Right. Because, you know, they probably would have, because if she'd been in the studio to do some voice work for another episode, you figure they would have tossed in a line for this one. But since she's completely silent, I'm assuming no Sugalite. Good detective work. That makes sense. Yeah, it's an inference. Yeah. I mentioned the allegory for sex thing and I kind of sidetracked myself. Okay, no, on the topic of it being an allegory for sex, so Garnet's reaction, not only does she feel, like, betrayed because Pearl lied to her, but, like, that means if we're continuing with this allegory that Pearl had sex with her under false pretenses, which a lot of people would consider equivalent or the exact same thing, literally rape. So Garnet's reaction in that sense, and we already know like how incredibly like personal and intimate Garnet particularly finds fusion to be. So her anger is uh, quite justified, yeah. at least from her perspective. And I really don't see how their relationship is going to mend at the end of this five episode arc. Well, hopefully she'll, hopefully she'll develop a little bit more sympathy for Pearl. Because, like I said, Pearl and Amethyst are kind of a, kind of in a situa- in a situation that Garnet never really has to deal with very much, you know, being Garnet all the time. Right. So maybe seeing things from Pearl's point of view would help her understand why Pearl made a foolish decision and therefore not hold it against her so hard. Yeah, hopefully. I was surprised that Garnet wasn't able to see through Pearl's plan either through Future Vision, which they bring up, but it does seem, given the glimpses of how Future Vision works we've had in previous episodes, that her Future Vision would work in such a way that she would have known that it was Pearl doing that, but even putting that aside, you would have th- you would think that once they actually fused, and since they had a very stable, very good fusion, you would think that, like, maybe their thoughts would be shared. I guess it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, we, we know that there is some transfer from the old personalities to the new one, like Opal knew Steven's song, and, you know, Ruby and Sapphire knew who Steven was, even though they had never seen him, or at least never seen him as somebody who's old enough to remember them. So we know that there's some transfer back and forth, but not enough for Sardonyx to be aware of, you know, Pearl's plan. Right. Or at least if she if she knows, she doesn't care. She just likes being herself. And Garnet can't pick up on her knowledge. Right. Another interesting mechanic to fusion. Yeah. Such a mystery. We, we really need Steven to fuse with one of the gems. I wonder what that's going to be like. That would be cool to see. Oh, that, that would be nuts. I know, there, I know there are people saying that maybe he can't fuse with gems. I'm like, if, if his... Jem can merge his fleshy body with Connie's fleshy body. I don't think it'll have any trouble when one of those bodies is malleable by nature. Right. Just want to see what Rainbow Quartz is like now that it's Steven and not Rose. <laughs> Probably a total boss. It's Kevin, that must have been it. <laughs> it could be. No, it could not. What? Two of Steven's two of Steven's fusions ta- talking to each other is impossible? You're right, GC. You've convinced me. It's a completely plausible theory. (laughs) Uh, What were you saying about the fusion dance? It was a pretty scandalous dance, as many of them are, but when Pearl does a little shoulder shimmy, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was very clubby, but I thought it was fairly tame compared to the Sugalite dance. Yeah, I guess that one was worse. Yeah, this, (laughs) this one wasn't the worst, but I don't know. They're all just 
pretty pretty darn scandalous. I don't even think it's a set dance. It's just they dance like themselves. They dance right. how they feel at the time. Because yeah, know, I Garnet, agree with that. Because Garnet did the did the whacking again, like when she formed Sugalite, but. You know, they weren't dancing at all like they did when they were demonstrating for Steven at the beginning of Alone Together. Right, right. I guess they had to improvise because there was no wall, in case anybody's seen the comic. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It was, uh, what do you guys do if there's no wall? And Pearl's like, oh, well, that's easy. We just, Garnet, what do we do if there's no wall? <laughs> there's always been a wall. <laughs> you know, Garnet, Garnet says there's always been a wall. That one was pretty funny. Cool. So we've seen, we, we've finally seen some actual inside of the episode clips from the Crying Breakfast Friends, and I still don't understand what Steven sees in it. It's just as terrible as we all thought it could be. This is a really good episode. No, it isn't. <laughs> we'll yeah, help. No, we won't. <laughs> Guard it always with the um, amendments to Steven's statements. With her blatant honesty. Mm-hmm. Guard it's the honest one. I noticed that Steven has a picture of Connie above his bed. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, somebody pointed that out. I mean, she's his friend. You'd, you'd figure... I, I like how Sardonyx hovered in the air. And then, think, just 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 chipped it with her hammer. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> the entire scene with her taking apart the tower, that was well done. You know, and with this whole feeling inadequate thing. Oh, Smash is a word for things other people do. Right, I caught that. I had to watch it two times to catch that one, but... Kind of feel bad. Kind of feel bad for Amethyst at the start of this episode, but... Whew. So, when Garnet... Garnet was really upset at Pearl. I mean, you know how in Secret Team, she's like, you guys can only work together when you think I'm going to kill you? I think this is why they're afraid that Garnet's gonna kill him. Right. Because she gets like this sometimes, I guess. I guess. Like I said earlier, it's plausible that Garnet just felt like she was raped. So, I mean, it makes sense in that context. Well, yeah, Garnet Garnet was very clearly upset. And, like I said, things got awkward at the temple after that. That confrontation was really hard to watch. So the last time I felt this way about any TV show, possibly, but definitely about Steven Universe, was during Maximum Capacity, when Amethyst is confronting Greg and she turns into Rose, that I had to pause and kind of just take a break from because I feel awkward watching just really awkward moments and confrontations on televisions. Uh, I think me and Hunter had a conversation about it when we were discussing maximum capacity, and I had to do the same thing here. I like had to pause and take a 10-minute break before I could even finish the episode. I didn't find it awkward. I just found it intense. Very intense. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I am sensitive to awkwardness in episodes. I, I haven't experienced that kind of awkwardness in Steven Universe, though. It doesn't happen often. I can only think of those two times that's even been close to happening. So do you think, do you think in Friday's episode, I figure we're going to get an, a fusion involving Pearl on Friday. It's either going to be Sheen, Garnet, Kiss and Makeup, and form Sardonyx for some reason, where Sugalite could work just as well, but they decide, you know, we should use Sardonyx for this. Or her and Amethyst build their relationship up and we get Opal. Which which do you think would be more likely, or do you think we're not going to get to see either of them? It's called the Week of Sardonics, so I'm going to assume that it's going to end with a Sardonics fusion. But okay. other, outside of that reasoning, I don't really have a guess. 
Because that, that was my first thing, thinking, well, it started with sardonyx, it, it would kind of bookend it quite nicely to, to end it with sardonyx. But I think, you know, thinking about it more, I think that what Pearl needs is not to fuse with Garnet, but to fuse with Amethyst. I, I think that would be healthier. Because clearly they had a, a good relationship going on for them before, and they just got sick of each other, but... You know, now that Amethyst has worked through her stuff, maybe she could help Pearl work through her stuff, and they could form Opal more often. You know, not just for deadly situations, because that's what I was going to say before. A lot of people make fun of Pearl for saying, oh, we only fuse for deadly situations, and then say, oh, but you fuse to go out to lunch or dinner with the Maheshwarans, <laughs> and then you fuse to, you know, ins or to tease Greg a little bit. But I think all that said... All that means is that Pearl was talking about her and Amethyst, not gems, because Garnet doesn't fuse for deadly situations. She fuses because Ruby and Sapphire are in love with each other. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, Homeworld, even even ancient Homeworld was very much against that, as we've learned. You've seen the extended theme song, right? Uh, yeah, I did. It was at the, they, they previewed it at the San Diego Comic Con for anyone who has not seen it. It has a line from each of the crystal gems about why they fight. Amethyst fights because Earth is the only home she's ever known. Pearl fights for Rose Quartz. And Garnet fights because on Earth it's where she's free to be herself. So they've had, you know, this stricture against fusions at least since the era of the crystal gems or rebellion. Seemingly. Yeah, apparently, I mean. You don't get such a deep-seated prejudice against fusion overnight. Any other thoughts on the episode? Like I said, seeing Sardonyx was unexpected for her to be like that, but it's great now we have the triangle filled out. Right. Both Pearl and Garnet were just so happy to fuse. I don't know, that just made me smile, seeing how very, very happy they were. And then the fact that Pearl goes and blows it makes me very sad. Ah, <sighs> uh, poor Pearl. Like I said, we she did just... it. She's just having a rough time. Garnet was so excited, though. She was like, we did it. She had, like, her fist pumped in the air. I don't know. Oh, well. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be four of us tomorrow talking about Keystone Motel, which I can say safely since Dakota isn't here to growl about knowing the episode title. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I guess we will see you all tomorrow. I'm GC13. Leave us a review on iTunes, like us on Facebook. I'm Ken. And I'm Hunter! Wait, when did you get here? <laughs> I just got off work and I was able to meander on into here. Uh, just watch the new episode. And what did you think? Ah! So, so much packed into this man. <laughs> just, uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, there was a lot here. Ken and I had fun with this. How did you feel about Sardonyx? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I I think so. Uh, this this was this was fantastic. It's it's a little different than I thought uh, a mix between Garnet and Pearl would be. I was definitely not seeing a performer side of it, but I I like it all the same. And the the idea with the hammer that was rad. That was that was cool. <laughs> I mean, it made sense. Yep, this was intense. But like on the other side of it, uh, we definitely saw a lot of telling things for the gems um we saw that uh it's def like to pearl and amethyst it definitely means something um being able to fuse with garnet like it's it's interesting to see that uh 
considering the two of them didn't really want to fuse with each other uh, when first mentioned back in Giant Woman. But now that whenever they get the chance to fuse with Garnet, uh, you remember Amethyst was super excited back in my first <laughs> form Sugalite. And, um, Amethyst intensifies. Yeah, and Pearl almost cried. Um, so I, I guess, I guess I hadn't seen that uh, as being a factor that, yeah, uh, I guess becoming that triple fusion, uh, with Garnet really is a big deal. And like, even, even Amethyst defended it. Yeah. I mentioned I to, mentioned to Ken that old Amethyst, you know, before Reformed probably would have been all about busting Pearl, but new Amethyst seems much more yeah. willing to come to her defense. Yeah. I'm, it's really, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun just noticing, uh, Amethyst, like, new ways about her. She's definitely different. You know, I'm, I'm starting to come around to her again. You know? It, it, yeah, Pearl's going through a pretty rough time, though. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to abandon my bird mom. Okay, okay. I think, alright, so I wasn't able to, uh, report with you guys on the last Steven Bomb. But, let me just say, after Sworn to the Sword, I think, I think Pearl might be my favorite gem. I I think that might be the case now. Well, I think she's pretty great. I <laughs> it's just it's just such, such ah such human characteristics and like such like perfect folly. It's I don't know. She just she never has Pearl done something bad, and I think oh well, God, that's unredeemable or that's not understandable. Like she slips up a lot. She slips up, especially recently. She's been slipping up a lot, and. Yeah, they've but been I, really I, taking her through the yeah. ringer. Yeah, they really have. But none of it was things that you couldn't sympathize with. They were all, especially tonight, especially this episode. Like, the, it's a really vast contrast that I love of putting Pearl at this peak of she doesn't really understand human interaction all that well. And uh, she looks down on them and thinks she, like, understands them from sort of this observer perspective, um, like a scientist looking down at lab rats. You used to hunt and gather. What happened to that? <laughs> but at the same time, she exhibits the most human tendencies out of all of them, you know? It's, I don't know. So she, do you think that Garnet and Pearl will kiss and make up by the end of the Stephen bomb? Um, considering, there, there's two, way this, two ways this can go. And if, I'm, I'm beginning to notice a pattern that each Stephen bomb is sort of like its own story arc, you know? Like its own little comic book arc, you know? Th things happen within the Steven Bomb that also get resolved in the Steven Bomb. Um, I think is, I think there's two ways this could go of either this being the very beginning. Most likely, yes, they will make up, they'll probably like all band together in the very last episode for the sake of Steven and realize uh, all that... Petty stuff we did before, you know, it's no big deal. We've been together for thousands of years, uh, yada, yada, yada. But what I'm hoping, like, that, that that's the most likely route. But what I'm hoping is that they go a little more interesting in where they disband. Really? I, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see where, where Garnet, like, finally just gets fed up with um, Pearl's tendencies and Amethyst just sort of, like, there on the sidelines where... I don't know. Because I, like, I just don't see that happening at all. I, think... I, don't, I don't see it happening at all. I don't think it will. The most likely is that they'll all come together. Because it's, it's, it's Steven Universe, you know. You, you feel good 
nicety, but it, I'd really like, I'd love to see how how the gems got along without each other. Hmm. And even if they disbanded, you'd know they'd get back eventually. Yeah. you know they would. That it, it would only be a temporary thing. Because I see Stephen Bomb 3 ending with a fusion. I don't know if that fusion is going to be Sardonyx again or if it's going to be Opal, but I think it's one of the two. I think it's going to be Sardonyx, because this was considered like the Sardonyx Stephen Bomb. So I think Sardonyx is going to play a very large role in this. I think we're going to see her again. Well, if it's if she if she kicked off the events Friday, the episode summary that they're showing for that is pretty big. I mean, close uh, your we, ears if you don't want to hear spoilers. But an ancient gem ship that's going to be news to us. Oh, hmm. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder. So you ex- excited to record with us again tomorrow? Um, tomorrow. Uh, I'll try, man. I, I have work again tomorrow. I'll, I'll definitely try. For a second, I really want to talk about, there was one episode where we recorded where I said, this isn't my favorite episode, but I think it's the episode that, um, like all, most Steven, all Steven Universe episodes should be modeled behind. Um, I think, cause I can't remember which episode I said, but I think this one beat it. Hmm. I think this one's, this one's perfect. It's got that perfect blend of uh, a dramatic unfolding Along with, it was humorous. It was funny. Yeah. This was a funny episode. Like the floating sausage, that's great. It's it's got the whole package. It's got your magical adventure or magical action. It's got your character stuff, and it, it was funny. We had the crying breakfast, friends. <laughs> that was great. And like the little, uh, the nice little parallel in the ah yes yeah, yes yeah. Why'd you lie to me? I didn't mean to. It's like uh uh oh. Steven saying, I'd forgive her. Incarnate. Mm, yeah, being all stern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love it. But yeah, this, it was, it was definitely not my favorite episode. I'm not like, I'm, I'm only saying that just, I think I'm going to say that for every episode now. Just not my favorite. Cause I don't think I could pick one after like, after so many. Yeah, there have been dozens of episodes. Yeah. I have a hard yeah. enough time making a top ten list, so... Yeah. Making this one, one would be cool. This one was very good. And I also, after watching... Like, I noticed something in this one. Um, who was the story? It was Jeff Louie yeah, and Jeff someone Louie else. and the other one. Yeah, I... Aren't Jeff and Joe the, the, the team? I think so. Um, I'm... Actually, before, even before Steven Universe, I was subscribed to Jeff Louie's YouTube channel where he did animations. Like, it's, mm. yeah, he's, 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 he's definitely, it's interesting seeing, like, this episode was very good animation-wise, too. Very fluid. Like, well, it was, Sardonyx is articulated. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and looking back at just, just the first episode, just, uh, Jim Glow, like, we've grown. Oh, yeah. Like, not, like, everything. Yep. Like, an- animation-wise... We've grown. Dialogue-wise, we've grown. We, this was... Because I remember back when the dialogue was just super flat uh, in the first, like, in the first, maybe first half of the season, and then a few episodes even after that, uh, just scattered around, but the dialogue was solid in this one, um, and just the, the theme of this, like, it, the way it ended, I don't think anyone was predicting that. I don't think anyone was predicting them just end on, like, yep, this happened. Oh, yeah, I, I did like that. The whole oh, too bad things can't be like they are in cartoons. Uh, that was great. That's I like a that. Rick and Morty moment almost. Oh god. Okay, that's the end of season one. Roll credits. <laughs> oh, this this was a really good episode. I liked it a lot. 
before I go, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I go, let me just give like a quick uh, two minute little uh, rundown of uh, what I thought on all of the Stephen Bombs last one. On the last Stephen Bomb, just real quick. Uh, okay. Uh, Hunter, rapid fire, go. Okay, let's see. We had Sworn to the Sword. Sworn to the Sword was incredible with a really great two songs. Two songs we got. And one of them was good. The other one was absolutely incredible. We also got to see the more human tendencies of Pearl amplified even more. All right. Uh, Rising Tides, Crashing Skies, a really great sort of Garnet's, Garnet's Universe little episode just screwing around with a good old... I We called this. We called this at one point or another. Where we said either Mayor Dewey or um, Ronaldo was going to drive the <laughs> gyms out of town. We called this. And then uh, keeping it together, uh, really good, interesting look at uh, Garnet being broken. Uh, I think that's the, fir- that's, that's the first time we've seen Ruby and Sapphire doing their internal, internal dialogue within Garnet. Yeah. Um, that really almost broke her. Uh, we need to talk. Um why can't I remember? We need to talk. What can I do for you? Oh! Oh, yeah! Yeah, we finally got, um... I think we've gotten just enough view of Rose to finally get not only comfortable, but a feeling for who her character is. Um, and I don't think it's what everyone expected. I don't... We were all expecting this, like, on a, like this extremely... We were all thinking of this, like, this wise, almost goddess-like person... And she's just a goofball. Yeah, she's she's just this goof. She doesn't, and she 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 also doesn't understand things. She she's a lot like Stephen in that respect. She she really Stephen really is Rose Quartz, like in his own Steveny way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chili Tid. Um, I liked Chili Tid. I don't know. Chili Tid was weird for me. I don't know. It was a little. Uh, it was a little odd. Uh, you had. Like we talked about uh, Cry for Help, it was a good balance between um, funny stuff and a good, like comedy and drama. This one, it wasn't so much a balance, so much as it... I don't know, it was just, it was sort of weird, you know what I mean? Yeah, but well, it is a dream episode, so... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And um, I really liked the part uh, in Pearl's Dream. I really liked Pearl's Dream. We got this... <laughs> yep. Uh, we... Cause, I'd thought about it before, but I hadn't really, like, looked too deeply in it or um, thought – I thought about it and I was like, nah, of – does Pearl just, like, res- secretly resent Greg? And now we know – yes! Yes, she does! She is not the biggest fan of Greg! He did not drive his van into her heart. Her heart is vanless. Probably room for 40 or 50 in there, but there are – there's none. Uh, no vans. Just none. That, mm. But yeah, it, good episode, Chili Tid. Um, ended a little odd for me. I don't know. Ch- Chili Tid was just odd. That's 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 all. That's all I can describe it. It was just a little weird. But it, Stephen, last Stephen Bomb, really good. This Stephen Bomb, um, with a start like this, Jesus, it's gonna be great. I don't know. I, th- I think Sworn to the Sword is probably the best opening we've got to a Stephen Bomb yet. Yeah, Sworn to the Sword. But like, I don't know. Sworn to the Sword was good. So one of the sword was very good. It def- it definitely shed some light. It's a tough on, act to follow. Yeah, on like because you remember so much character development in this from the first because you remember uh, Pearl was just sort of this caricature of this neat, tidy, well put together person, sort of the not sort of the the logos of the three, you know, 
And then you, we get to this point and she, we really see how broken each character is. We really do. Yeah. Except for Garnet, who is 100% put together all the time. Except uh-huh. for in, except for in, uh, keeping it together. Yeah, I wouldn't be so sure. I think some cracks might have developed. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Garnet's, they're, they're all becoming more human, like the deeper we go into this. Also, uh, the Steven Universe special, What Are Gems? <laughs> yeah. That was cute. Nice mess. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, that was adorable. That's really all I have to say about it. All right. Now I really am done. Awesome. All right. Well, he's Ken. He's GC13. And I'm Hunter. Uh, this is a good episode. Glad to be back. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, later, kiddos! Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.